0: Hi, everyone. Here's what's bothering me today. We don't talk enough about Canada's history of slavery. I have covered it before in my Dark Side of Canadian History playlist. But in that series, I mentioned at one point a woman named Marie-Joseph Angelique. And I'm going to talk about her more today because she is a fascinating and Terrifying figure, who should figure more prominently in Canadian history. Now, Marie-Joseph Angelique was born in Madeira, Portugal in 1705. And in 1725, she arrived in New England where she was purchased by a French merchant named François Poulain de Francheville. And this is the guy who brought her back to where her story kind of becomes infamous... Which is the city of Montreal in what we now call Canada. Now, uh, of course, she was his slave, but she was a house slave. Um, a lot of black slaves in Canada were seen as kind of this exotic luxury of, oh, look at me, like, ah, oh, you have to have the indigenous slaves. I'm so rich, I can buy the black ones, is kind of how it was. It's a really dark and terrifying chapter of Canadian history that we don't really talk about. And Marie-Joseph Angelique is brought into this, and she was a slave at his home for nine years. And in those nine years, she became known as a bit of a firebrand, and I use the word fire very intentionally here. Unfortunately, um, during these nine years, Marie-Joseph had three children who all died in infancy, And what makes this even sadder and also really creepy and gross was that these were children she was forced to have with another slave. Uh, This other slave was named Jacques César, and it's highly believed that they were forced to um, produce babies for their masters because, you know, that's how you generate profit, right? Oh, look, more free labor that's also worth money that you can sell later and oh god but anyway back to our girl she of course did not like this and slavery in general and uh again being a bit of a firebrand and a self-driven independent woman in many ways she eventually got a lover who happened to be white Her lover was a man named Claude Thibault, who was an indentured white Freemason, I think. Um, Or, like, he not a Freemason, but, like, just a Mason or a Thatcher, something like that. He was involved in construction. Now, in this, you know, love affair, of course, they realize it's not acceptable in the current time. But they still want to be together. And so they actually try and flee. But it doesn't work out. So in December 1733, she actually asked her mistress, because Mr. Francheville had actually died by this point. She asks her mistress for freedom. She says no. And Marie-Joseph Angelique goes on a rampage, like an actual honest-to-God rampage. She apparently, you know, terrified... Uh, Her mistress claiming that she would burn her while she slept and she would set fire to the home and her children, like coming from a slave, like that's pretty serious stuff. And in 1734, just a year later, in part because she was tired of dealing with this, uh, the mistress Francheville actually plans to sell Marie-Joseph Angelique. And this is where their whole escape plan begins to go in motion. Um, She was going to be sold to a man in Quebec City for 600 pounds of gunpowder. And um, upon hearing this, she once again threatened to burn down the house. Um, Her lover, Claude, also realizing, oh, geez, this means we're going to be separated. They decide we got to make a break for it. We got to try and run away. And so they try and run away to New York, which is fairly close to Montreal, New York State, that is. Unfortunately, um, they're caught. And once again, Marie-Joseph Angelique threatens to burn the house down again. And who knows, maybe third time is the charm because on the evening of the 10th of April, 1734, the Merchant's Quarter of Montreal goes up in flames. It is the worst fire in the city's history and nearly burns down much of the rest of the city of montreal at that time it's part of why the old city of montreal the buildings that remain are in a very small part of it marie marie joseph angelique uh, also burned down some very serious buildings like a convent and the then hospital but here's the thing although a total of 46 buildings were burnt Marie-Joseph Angelique maintained her innocence throughout her trial, and it was a marathon trial. They called 24 witnesses, one of whom was like a five-year-old girl, and it went on for six weeks. At the end of it, though, because the uh, legal system at the time, because it's New France and all that, it was not really up to snuff for any real proper fairness. Especially for a slave. Uh, under this system you were pretty much presumed guilty. Unless you could absolutely prove your innocence. It was a very bad system. And so unfortunately our girl Marisa, uh, Marie-Joseph Angelique. Was found guilty. And she was sentenced to death. And so she was tortured. Hanged. And her body afterwards was burned burned and her ashes scattered to the four winds. Throughout the trial she denied setting the fire but she did confess to setting the flames under torture. And what also makes this spectacle even more gross was that the torturer was a man named Mathieu Leveillet who himself was a black man, a enslaved black man. And uh, I believe he also functioned as the executioner for her hanging. And he was actually employed by the state. It's all in all a pretty gross story. And it really throws under the bus the notion of Canada being a peaceful cooperative we don't have racism or a racism problem here it really throws that under the bus when you hear her story of her as a slave and what she's being sold for and what she's forced to do and what other slaves in montreal quebec canada are forced to do if there's a silver lining to anything, it's that the public square in front of, um, I think, City Hall or where her trial took place, it's named after her in her memory as something of an apology. And every now and then you can see murals and, you know, works of art and paintings dedicated to her, usually showing her emblazoned in fire, but not in a tortuous fire and the fires of passion and you know, a firebrand personality. But the fact that we don't really know about her story and that we don't talk about it within the focus of the 200 year history of slavery here in Canada is definitely what's bothering me today.